podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, clearly, people are getting really bored while we're all living La Vida lockdown because somehow, after three episodes, I've only got to manage to bag a real-life Formula One driver to join me on the show. And this one has even finished on the podium in half of the last two races. It's an amazing start, I know. Uh, it's none other than Alpha Tauri, or still Tarosso to most people, driver Pierre Gasly. So, Pierre, welcome to the podcast that is not a podcast podcast, which is a strange name, I know. You have no idea what you're letting yourself in for right now, do you? No, not really. Not really. But I'm quite excited to see uh, what you have prepared for me. Um, well, basically, this all came about where we had lots of questions on Twitter for some of us journalists about what was happening in F1. Uh, so I got one yeah. of my friends to join me and we had a drink and talked about them and put it on audio and people liked it. So we're doing more of that. And it's generally what fans want to know. Um, firstly, I've got a drink again, because that's just how relaxed I'm being with these. Have you got a drink or are you being, are you being good? I'm, I'm, I'm behaving. So I go, I go with my uh, drink bottle. Uh, <laughs> but what, what have you got? I've, I've got a bottle of Peroni. Okay. Uh, so mine is a bit more, is a bit else here, but. <laughs> yeah, you've got what? Is it water in a Red Bull bottle? Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. I just I just finished my uh, training session, so I think uh, I'd rather go with water with a rather than a beer right now. But um... probably sensible. Um, yeah, I've, I did a half marathon yesterday, so I earned that beer. Um, but it <laughs> won't be the last one today either. Um, now, so you're training in Dubai. You're in lockdown there. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm currently in Dubai since uh, yeah quite many weeks now. So after Melbourne, um, we had planned with my trainer and, and my manager to come in Dubai before Bahrain, and uh, yeah, we flew here on the Monday after the weekend. Um, then we decided to stay. It was the plan to stay until Wednesday. Uh, Bahrain was cancelled, and we thought, okay, we'll take a few days just to assess the situation in Europe. And uh, yeah, I could not go back to my home in Italy because uh, they closed all the airports. And um, then after, basically, uh, I, I looked at going back to France uh, to my family place, but they are like over 60. And uh, yeah, with all the, the information and everything, I didn't feel like uh, taking the risk of going back there. And I, I must say like Dubai is probably one of the best places right, right now if you need to be stuck somewhere. Um, I have a gym, I managed to uh, get a really nice place with a uh, with a gym and um, much I can train like um, with a very good facility compared to what I have at home. So uh, yeah, in the end, it's a pretty good pretty good setup here. Yeah, and you said before we did this that it's a busy day for a lockdown day. So you've been training already. What else have you got to do on a on a day that you're stuck in lockdown? Um, so actually, yeah, today quite many like um, media media requests uh, for some reason, for some reason. So yeah, I guess of course we you know people want informations. Um, so many people stuck at home and not much to do. I think most of the people have watched old movies from like the eighties already and nineties and and early two thousands and all the the new series on Netflix and um, you know we I think. We all try to stay entertained, um, and uh, yeah, so a lot of uh, requests for some reason this week, um, and a couple of interviews today. It's obviously difficult for everyone right now. No one gets to see each other face to face, really, and things like that. Um, but I put on Reddit again, get some questions sent in from fans, see what you're up to, and a lot of them want to know that you're just okay because 
you know, drivers are just like anyone else. Like you're stuck in one place. It can get pretty boring. You're not around family or friends. So, so how are you mentally doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm physically really good. Um, I've been, I must say, really quiet um, on social media in the, in the, last, in the last weeks uh, since the lockdown. And I think it was, in a way, like just trying to uh, figure out what to, how to make the best out of all this free time uh, uh, we have now and a bit uh, refocus on, on ourselves, um, on myself as an athlete. I'm with my trainer right now. And I think it's the last couple of weeks have been really good in terms of training. I've never been um, as fit as I am right now. So I never had that many days with cons- consistent training. Um, we went really strict with the diet and just trying to take myself um, a step up in terms of uh, physical conditions and, um, and it's really working out. And just a bit reflects also on, on last year and the last couple of years, what has been good, what has been bad, um, the reasons, trying to like set a, um, a really like good and strong plans uh, for the, the months coming um, and, and how I want to put myself um, during this yeah, 2020 season. Hopefully that will start pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to take this time and also for the people that um, supported me and, and, and also surrounded me, my family, my close friends, people I didn't give much attention over the last few months and few years um, and just, yeah, give them a bit more of my time. So been really quiet, but physically I'm uh, in, in my best shape ever. Um, we're still working out to be even in a, in a stronger shape when the season starts. Um, and then, yeah, I must say I'm pretty lucky. All my family and my close friends, um, no one has been affected by the, the virus. I've known a couple of people I've met that uh, unfortunately got uh, infected, but I think we all more or less know people um, in our entourage, close or a bit, a bit wider entourage uh, that got touched by this virus. Uh, but overall, I would say I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Everybody uh, around, close around me feels good. So hopefully it can stay like this over the next uh, few months. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, one of the questions we've got in uh, is, you'll probably find this funny as I try and do usernames from Reddit because they're really difficult. The first one's called yeah. the Wawa 24 uh, who asks, who out of the F1 driver pool do you consider your friends and are you in touch with them at the moment? Um, yeah, Charles is for sure the, the one I'm the closest um we just because we we grew up together you know since we were nine years old uh raised together we were teammates together in in study cards uh basically seeing each other on every every weekend and um spent holidays together so uh, it's really someone i i like um as a friend and um, as a person human being um so I'm, i'm still in touch with him and we play video games um, quite a lot together and, and with Fabio as well, Quartararo, the MotoGP rider. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we do just to uh, still keep a sort of competition between us uh, because we need it and, and we're always seeking it. Um, and then, yeah, in the paddock, I would say Max. Um, Max is a good friend, same. I know him since 2009, 2010, so quite many years. Um, and then, yeah, I get on Moles. Um, very well with all the drivers on the grid um, but of course you have different generations we di- I didn't grow with all of them so um, I get on well with Daniel but for example we, we are not really like in touch maybe we send a text once every two three months um, just to catch up or, 
of we are, of we are, or if we have something to say to each other. But um, otherwise, yeah, I would say Charles and Max are the, the closest. And Antonio as well, Giovinazzi, obviously, because I was teammate with him. So um, we have like a, a good relationship, relationship and, uh, and good memories together. Um, so uh, no, we have uh, yeah, good fun together. Yeah, and I guess the upside of this is you get to escape media most of the time. I'm annoying you right now, but um, you also get freedom from Josh, um, the uh, digital content creator at uh, Alpha Tower. He's the other side of the world at the moment, so is he leaving you alone? Yeah, the, you know, I think he's, he's currently in Australia, so uh, it's also like good time for him to... He's quite far away from, from all of us, so I guess when we're awake, he's sleeping, and then when he's, sleep, when he's awake, we are sleeping, so... Um, no, it's been uh, it's been quiet for a bit, but yeah, still, still, it's it's quite surprising. Still, a lot of requests um, from the team because obviously, you know, uh, we still need to keep the people and and the fans and spectators uh, entertained in some ways. And um, I would say the only downside from from Dubai, I stayed here mainly for um, physical training and um, and also um, because I think it's a bit safer right now compared to Europe. Um, and also for my family, but I think the only downside is that I don't have my simulator. So I have one in Italy, I have one in France, but I don't have one here, uh, which is something that I I miss quite a, quite a bit. But um, now I'm planning to go back to Europe in the next two weeks, so yeah, hopefully I can can have some some more fun with that. Are you going to be ready to jump straight into one of the events, or do you want a bit of practice? Yeah, why not? Why not? I think I'll, I'll, yeah, it's usually I always play a bit on F1 or, or um, Assetto Corsa. I didn't play so much high racing, but uh, no, clearly with all the time we have now, I think something I enjoy to do. So uh, yeah, I'll do more and then uh, yeah, probably take part in uh, some of the races. Yeah. Well, I mentioned Josh just now because he, he's one of my mates and he's the sort of person that I'm like chatting to or, or catching up with while you're dealing yeah. with formula one race winners and moto gp pole sitters and things like that but um uh, one of the things i was going to say for people listening that won't know you and i work together sometimes because i do work with honda uh, and i come pestering you for yeah. editorial stuff and videos that we do um and we can have a bit of a laugh sometimes but i'll be honest i know it's not everything that you have to do with the media is fun what is the most fun thing you've got to do because you're an f1 driver what is the most fun stuff I must say, you know, being with Red Bull, um, cheers. <laughs> being with Red Bull, it, it, it's a lot of fun. So they are involved in so many different sports, so many different activities. Um, I must say they made me discover like amazing and, and um, activities that gave me so much adrenaline and, and excitement. So I did skydiving with them, um, which is something I would have probably struggle to do um on my own and i they're just like in when we went in uh, in salzburg that's some professional and i said okay now it's my time to try it you know even if i'm it's it's quite a big thing but i said okay it's all managed by red bull and i'll do it and it was one of my uh best experience in my life and then after that i did it on on my own in dubai no i didn't fly i didn't jump on my own i was with uh, another guy behind me but then without red bull but just uh, one of the um, the best activity Red Bull made me discover. I did this flying thing, um, which um, a, a pretty funny video came out afterwards of me like really being shocked in the plane uh, with the flying bulls. So this was pretty insane as well. Um, so yeah, you get all these 
quite funny marketing events thanks to them. Um, I think generally, you know, like being an F1 driver, I just love every moment. Um, of course, you have all the, the media parts sometimes. And then it really depends. Some of the, the interviews are really funny. It really depends uh, what you, you, you get asked. Uh, but generally, being an F1 driver, I don't really see any downside. Of course, you need to put your personal life a bit aside. So you can't see your family, you can't see your, your friends. Um, it's, it's really, um, you know, like sport-driven. You need to live for, for F1 each single day of your year. Um, also in your lifestyle, in your like diet, in your training, of course. You, I'm 24 years old. It's quite different life to my friends right now who are 24. But if I see myself, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to, to, to live the life the way I do, even with all the sacrifices, um, the pleasure and the joy and the emotions you get um, from this sport are just way over um, anything I could imagine in, in life. So uh, uh, it's, it's quite special. Yeah, well, one of the things that you also get as an F1 driver is a lot of freebies. Uh, and we've got a question in from uh, Encryption who said, did you get a lot of AlphaTauri clothes? Um, and I was thinking back to the launch when you basically did a fashion show. So have you got loads of stash now? Yeah, so I, I'm, I, I quite like fashion. I, I always liked clothes and um, I must say we all have different tastes. You know, what I like is probably different than what others like. And it really depends of, of um, your taste and, and personality, but it's always uh, a world that's, um i always got interested and um and so just um creativity uh, is always something that i i liked even at school when i was younger um and then yeah obviously uh yeah fashion i follow quite a bit and when alpha tori came on board i was really excited with that um new adventure beginning of the year they took us to their main store in salzburg with danny and they were like ah you guys can like take couple of pieces one of like two pieces or three if you want and uh, yeah we came out of the shop with Daniel with probably we stole half of the shop <laughs> so <laughs> we had like eight bikes each each of us and um, and yeah it was actually we struggled to fit everything in the plane we had to take like almost two extra luggages but um, no that's that's pretty cool and what's cool with AlphaTauri they are really bringing a new um, kind of uh, energy and, and new philosophy into fashion um, with all the, the, the features they have in their pieces, um, which is something quite cool. And we got to see how they make the products, um, all the process behind it. And uh, yeah, Masa was quite new for me. And um, yeah, I learned a lot from it. So uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, that is cool. There's a lot of questions about your love, love of fashion, actually. And another lot of them about your facial hair. Um, there's some people want to know why do you shave your mustache and and not not your beard <laughs> um yeah yeah if i if i will leave it for for like yeah probably two years maybe you could see something but the problem is that i don't know i have like three, three hairs fighting together on my mustache so it doesn't look like that great so i rather shave it and um yeah i i did i did try to give it a go like a uh, few months a few months ago and uh yeah i just i i just don't like it so i just shave it and uh this i kept it i think i think since uh bahrain so when i got my p4 with uh with the team was probably the the one of the first time i kind of grew a, a beard and um 
And then I was like, oh, it, it worked out pretty well. And since that day, okay, I said, okay, I, I'm just going to keep it for now. And then after I just got bored a bit of shaving every day and, uh, and uh, I said, okay, like I just may just keep it for, for a few days and two weeks. And then, yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, used to it. But the mustache, I think I need to wait a few years before I can start living it. Yeah, a bit to the way to go, but I, I managed to link mine up at the moment. But it did used to look rubbish. It took me a while to to work on that. I, w- I wish I can get this in a few years. <laughs> you, yeah, you'll get there. I'm I'm over thirty now. Just just uh, so that's how much longer you got to wait. Um, now I'm treating Pierre exactly the same as anyone else on this podcast, and he has no idea what the questions are, which is why one of them is about his mustache. Um, but the next one you might have seen coming a little bit uh, is from P Catalunya who says, do you think Netflix covered your time at Red Bull fairly or unfairly in the latest documentary? They say this was going to be an interview with a beer, with a, a little drink. <laughs> well, hopefully if you'd had enough beer, you'd be honest with this answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, probably with a with few more beers, I will speak a lot more. But uh, no, I think... You know, the, of course, the, the series is not about me. It's about F1 and, and the F1 circus in general. And I think what they did in showing personalities um, a bit more, like, deeper inside each driver in the way they behave, in their, like, uh, personalities is something which is good because, of course, we see us only with the helmet on in the car. Ten minutes after we get out of the car with the emotions and, and um, you can't really see... Um, oh, you you can't really understand uh, the real uh, personality of of each guy. So I think on that aspect they are doing a really good job. Um, the whole series I watched it, and I must say it feels quite strange to see yourself in a series uh, because usually I'm watching you know like Casa del Papel and Ozark and all the things, and now you see like F1 series, and then you see like yeah one of the character which kind of feels strange at the beginning. But I think. What they did is really good as a like overall series and, and over the 10, 10 episodes. Um, I must say, it's not like I agree with everything that has been said. And, um, and you always wish that there could be more stuff said about my time. But every, every driver will like their own time in the series, you know. And I think I've got uh, already like... Um, really well treated um in that aspect uh, obviously the, the the period over the first six months of my season you know there 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 are a lot more you could say about it and a lot more informations um that should be given to make it a, like a fair a fair conclusion um but as i said the season is this the netflix series is not about myself um and and that's why you know of course uh they need to show a few parts, few informations, and, and also to make it a series. So I think overall, the way it ended um, shows quite a lot of things, um, and I'm happy with that. And of course, there are other, st- other, other things I've said in the series that unfortunately didn't feature um, in it. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's part, you know, uh, it's part of it overall. I'm, I'm really happy the, to... I've got like that much um, time in the, in the season and I just need to make sure the season three is even better than the season two. I would say that's the main thing. Yeah, that's good thinking. Um, there's one good follow-up question to that and then we'll finish on something nice and positive because I know you've got other stuff to do as well. Uh, someone called 
Bufadine43, I think that's how you say it, um, wants to know basically if, if you look at social media much, because around the time you were having difficulties at Red Bull, you know, people are quite critical. And then later in the season, people are talking about you're the best driver in the world because you finished on the podium in a what was a Toro Rosso. And is it, is it hard to ignore? Um, do you read it and does it affect you? Well, in yeah, 2019, 2020, I mean, our like generation, everybody's on social media. So, I mean, except Seb, who is the only one and the only exception. Uh, still don't believe We that. are all pushing. Yeah, we are, we, are still, we are still pushing him to get on Instagram because uh, you know, it's, it's not normal these days not to be on, on social media. Um, but now, obviously, you know, you, you see what's, what's happening. You see what's... Um, what people are saying and and um yeah of course i think in my life since i'm young i always managed to know since i'm really little people telling you you know it's impossible you're gonna make it to f1 only 20 drivers are in formula one uh why are you like even trying blah, blah, all these things and i've always managed to uh, transform this kind of negative thoughts and negative energy into something positive inside me to like trigger even more energy, um, even stronger like motivation and, and will and um, always came out stronger from, from all this negative uh, uh, energy that people were trying to, to send me. So obviously I saw a couple of things, something I tried to focus on and yeah, I've always used to, to live with that thing. You know, when you are exposed, when you are a top athlete, um, especially at the top level of, uh, of a sport, whether it's in Formula 1 or football or basketball, you're always judged for everything you do. Uh, people kind of easily forget um, what you have done in the past and why you are here. You're always judged for the last performance. Um, and I feel a bit like what's difficult in Formula 1 is most of the time, you know, driver gets judged for their performance where it's a team sport. You know, it's not, you can put the best driver in, the, in another car. You know, Lewis... Um, in, in a different car, in a midfield car, will not be world champion, for example. And it doesn't change the talent he's got. So I just feel like yeah, people easily judged uh, without having all the information. And, you know, as a, as a professional athlete and professional driver, I can't, I can't speak. There are stuff that needs to stay confidential. Um, and that's why when people judge without having all the information, um, Sometimes they're wrong, but that's their opinion, and um, and I accept it. On on my side, I know what I got to do, and I always try to step up my game, um, look at the areas I can improve, um, and then that's the only thing I tried to do when I was in Red Bull. And I didn't change my approach when I was in Toro Rosso, and there are different reasons um, which explain why it, it worked there, and and we had a, a good end of the of the year. And some of the reason has been saved. Some others hasn't uh, but yeah unfortunately uh, you know people have their own judgments and, and I accept it and I'm guessing there are reasons you can't talk about yeah exactly you know I'm I'm a Red Bull uh, contracted driver and, and it's also thanks to them they brought me in Formula 1 and you know it's uh, what happened in the six months doesn't change the relation uh, and, and the stuff they've done for me I think there were problems um, there were struggles. There were things that could have been fixed, and um, and if we had to do the, the the this story again, a lot of things would be different. Um, but then, yeah, at the same time, you know, I'm I'm still contracted with them. I'm 
we, we've, we've spoken about the things that didn't go well. Um, but then, yeah, it's not up to me to come in the media, you know, and tell, ah, okay, this wasn't right and this was wrong. And, and, and all these things, I think, is, is not the right thing to do. Um, and, and that's why I don't do it. Then after, of course, need to deal with, uh, with the negative source and negative energy sometimes. But there are a lot of, of, a lot of people that are bringing also, also positive um, energy, positive vibes. And, uh, and that's the people I'm focusing on. Um, and, and that uh, are supporting it. Well, then we're going to rattle through some positive questions that came in as well before I let you go. Um, first one, uh, obviously a lot of them are about Brazil. Uh, Coromo asks, what went through your mind when you overtook Albon and Hamilton? So when you saw that kickoff in front of you, what went through your head? Okay, now I, I need to hold that second place. So that's basically, I realized, okay, when we, when we were like, uh, there was the last safety car, yeah, basically I was third and I realized, okay, the, the, the race may stop and the safety car. Um, and, uh, and then after, okay, it went green again. And I knew, I knew Lewis had the new tires behind me. Um, and he will go like crazy to try to win this race because he already had the championship. Um, then I was forced and I kind of thought, okay, it's going to be the same thing as Bahrain a good race but then no like I want more so I really I really hope that Lewis and Alex will fight and lose time so I could maybe um, get an opportunity and um, and in the end that's what happened and you know all the race uh, we were the, the leading the midfields uh, not too far from the the top um, the top cars and that's always what I saw with Star Rosso you need to put yourself in a position that if something happens um, I want to make sure I make the, the best out of all the opportunities we get and uh, yeah I just thought okay I know I'm second okay Lewis is behind um, I didn't really know how his car how his car was uh, but I just thought okay I just want to keep that second place because even third place I would have been pissed I know myself I'm so competitive um, I know if we would have overtaken me on the line I would have been pissed off and I would have not been able to enjoy um, and um, yeah I just tried to yeah close all the doors and and try to make sure he doesn't try anything and uh yeah we managed to uh, to make it till the line yeah um, a lot of people were saying that must have been a great feeling but then i guess it means you want more so uh adam mitchell asks where would you like your next podium to be um well obviously your home race is um is something special so <laughs> you know if i could get it anywhere that's something i'll, I'll take you know especially with the toro so it's uh alpha scudia alpha tari um, yeah, I'll take it anywhere, but obviously home race, uh, home Grand Prix, you, you get a bit more support, you get more fans, uh, spectators, and uh, there is a special atmosphere and special energy. So um, I would say France, Monaco, um, or even Suzuka, because I have so many memories from, from there in Japan, from my Super Formula season, and a lot of my fans are also based there. Um, so it will be quite a, a special place to um, yeah to to get a, another podium there. And Honda, well, hey, um, right, very quickly then. Uh, uh, Noir Pochette says, uh, do you watch other sports? Obviously not now because we're in lockdown. But do you normally watch other sports away from motorsport? And do you have any favourite teams? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a really like sport lover. So um, I follow I, I follow quite a lot. So. Obviously, I'm quite obsessed with football. Um, so, yeah, I follow Champions League. I follow Liga in France, uh, Serie A, Premier League, uh, Liga as well. And, 
kind of all the the big games. Um, and I really I really like it. I played football when I was younger, and I still play a bit with my friends. I follow tennis. I quite like tennis, um, NBA, and uh, currently watching the series on Michael Jordan, which I find amazing. Yeah, uh, the last dance. So, um, yeah, I'm waiting like for the next episode to come out because I really, uh, really find it amazing. Um, so yeah, NBA. I follow a little bit golf. I play more than I follow, but um, I do like to watch it and and MotoGP and all sort of motorsport. Uh, MotoGP. I just love what what um, watching the races. So many things happen and quite equal. Uh, bikes between everybody so it's always quite tight I mean at the front now the like four or five different bikes uh, can fight for the, the, the top positions uh, and then yeah IndyCar Formula E uh, all sort of uh, yeah motorsport well just to finish on on those things then uh, would you try other motorsport in the future do you want to go somewhere like Indy 500 or do Le Mans something like that yeah that's that's something that's I know I'm uh, I'm a single-seater lover, so and motorsport lover. So I, for sure, I, I see myself. Um, maybe not like maybe not now when when the the time is gonna be right. But yeah, 24 hours of limo is clearly something I want to do. And actually, I, I would not mind doing it during F1 season. But at the moment, it's always clashing uh, with the with the season. But uh, it's clearly something that I I spent four or five years of my life in Le Mans, studying there. Um, until I was 18, so um, I, I was on the track like so many, so many days. I was living literally 200 meters from the track, so it would be pretty cool to do it. Uh, Indy 500 is clearly something I want to do as well. Um, I like to I like to discover and experience new things, um, and I, I wouldn't mind to try different cars and uh, just compete. I'm in love with competition, um, and yeah. Doing it the, the right way, preparing myself the right way to uh, do it for the win and, and fight against the best drivers in different series uh, is clearly something that uh, excites me. So, yeah, in the, the next few years, um, yeah, something that uh, could be possible. Yeah, do you think Red Bull would let you? Do you ask them, can I do this, do that? Hopefully, hopefully. We, we didn't talk about it yet, but uh, yeah, hopefully they, they'll be fine with that. And then you just mentioned driving against the best drivers. In your opinion, in any series, this is a question from Car Stuff account. Uh, which driver do you think is is the best worldwide? Doesn't have to be a Formula One driver. You need to be alive, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> now, um, I think it's something which is like quite difficult to say because obviously I don't, I don't know all of them. I know the, the guys I raced against um, and how I rate them. And there are many guys I rate really high um, from like the, the, the younger, younger series uh, people I, I raced against. And um, yeah, you know, you have different categories. Rally, for example, is something really different. If you put F1 driver in a rally car, will struggle against the best one. And then the other way around as well uh, will not be easy. So, um, I think it's it's difficult to say. Okay, that guy is better than anyone else. Um, I see Lewis at the moment as clearly the the best package um, and and the best driver. And I think there, you know, of course, he's probably in the best car right now, and he's been in the last few years. But, but to stay at this level for so many years um, clearly shows the the talent and um, the experience and um, just 
I, I clearly see him as um, as the the best driver now. I think Sebastian Ogier and Sebastian Loeb, same. Okay, I'm French. People are gonna see I'm a bit biased, maybe. But I I, I rate him. Um, I had the chance to have like a, a little ride with Ogier last year um, during the the French Grand Prix, and I was shocked with the like car control these guys have with the with the WRC car. So um, yeah, I rate these guys really high. At the same time, you know if you put them in a Formula One car, I think they'll be um, over like a second off because it's it's a different category. Um, so I will not say I, I don't think you can say there is one clearly that is better than than everybody else. Uh, if I will need to say one right now, I will say uh, Lewis, and um, will be quite a, an obvious um, choice. I was expecting you to say Pierre Gasly, but never mind. Um, Give me, give me a few more years in Formula One. Once I, I'll have a bit more experience, then you can ask me the question again. Once you can the grow moment the moustache. I don't have any world championship. <laughs> Once I have the moustache, maybe we, we talk again. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I should, I should let you go. What does the, the rest of lockdown look like for you then? You, you say you're going to be training still in Dubai. Is uh, anything else on the cards? I'll probably, uh, I'll probably go back to Europe in the next two weeks. Um, just try to see my, my family and um yeah see how everybody how everybody is doing um but now yeah, it's training every day i think in the last it's been over over a month we've been in in dubai and over the last 35 days we train like 32 32 33 days so really like taking it as um as a like training camp um and uh, yeah i'm really feeling better and stronger so pretty happy with it and still the plan for the next two weeks um training every day and then after trying to stay entertained, so a um, bit of uh, Netflix, bit of gaming on Call of Duty, and um, and then yeah, waiting to get back home um, to get to F1 games, and um, and then yeah, I'm actually like studying Italian, uh, taking Italian lessons to uh, learn and improve a bit my Italian, and um, and also working on my boat license. So I can pass it once the, the lockdown is uh, over. So I have a few things uh, yeah, on, ongoing. Okay, the, the next time we do this, then we'll do it in Italian on your boat. Easy. Perfect. Uh, we'll do this. <laughs> yeah, that'll be perfect. <laughs> Pierre, thank you very much yeah, for your time. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks to you. And thank you to anyone and everyone who is still listening. I hope you all enjoyed that too. Uh, check out the previous episodes of the podcast with some great characters and friends from within the paddock. And there are some more big names who've said they're up for coming on the show in the near future. So that would be cool too. Hopefully we can pull that one off. Uh, but either way, I'm planning on a particularly spicy episode next week. So you'll all hear from me again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.